Hi, uh, welcome. This is our first ever Neurodevelopmental Docs podcast, which we are really very excited about. Um, so just to introduce ourselves, my name is Carrie Fennell and I am a community paediatrician specialising in neurodevelopment, working in the Bath area. And I'm lucky enough to be here with my colleague and best friend. So I am Daliki Kevitiagla, pretty much known universally as Dr. Daliki. I am also a community paediatrician working in the Bath and East Mendip area. Um, so first of all, a little bit of a boring bit. So just a disclaimer that any views or opinions represented in our podcast are personal and belong solely to us. They don't represent the views of any other people, institutions or organisations that we might be discussing. And also that we've made every attempt to ensure information in the podcast is accurate, but that we're not responsible for any errors or omissions. And this information is meant for general purposes only. And if you do want medical advice, then do please speak to your own doctor. So I think we should talk a bit more about what we're hoping to achieve in our podcast now. I think that's fair. So we have found that we get a lot of phone calls and a lot of families wanting to understand more about their child's neurodevelopment and their child's neurodevelopmental difficulties. And although there is a lot of information out there on the internet, they can find that information hard to access, do you think? I think it can be quite overwhelming, actually. There's a lot of stuff out there and it may not be specifically relevant to the questions they have. Um, I think you're right. I think we found that often, especially at the start of a process, the questions can, that we get asked are very similar by lots yeah, of families. Definitely. So I think it's quite nice to think about, and I think that's why we felt this was impo important. Yeah, so we found we were getting asked the same sorts of questions over and over. Mm -hmm. And so we thought, why not put the answers into a podcast, which we thought would be an accessible format that families could access and could understand. And young people. Yeah. Because I think it's really important, especially as kids get into young adults, they need to have a bit more onus yeah. in, in kind of leading the way. Understanding the process. Yeah. And there's some parts to that. Some of it is talking about looking at a diagnosis, what sorts of things might make you worry about your child or might make you think about whether a diagnosis could be relevant to them. And then maybe thinking a bit more about uh, what that process might look like I suppose also whether actually looking at a diagnosis is relevant because yeah. you know some people might think about things like autism and ADHD but actually going through the process can be quite onerous and if it's not really relevant then it's not really worth going down that path if it's the wrong path yeah. from the beginning yeah and I think understanding what that means like what the end of the process might mean and what that um, kind of the outcome of the process might be and what that might mean for the young person and for the family yeah. is important as well because although 
you can read about it and you can talk to friends. Um, I think it's still a really difficult thing to kind of get your head around of what it might mean for your child. And that's a question we get asked all the time of what what does it mean? And obviously we don't know the answer for the individual child, but it's certainly something that people want to talk about a lot. Exactly. I think also it's that um, understanding and expectation of what having a diagnosis of something like autism or ADHD actually means you know that we we often get lots of people who come to us with you know really believing that having a diagnosis will help them access certain services and sometimes that's true but a lot of the time it isn't actually and I think that can be quite upsetting for families once they've gone through the process or if they're as they're going through the process to realize I think that's true uh, especially understanding what it means in the UK mm-hmm. um for uh, children and families you know, in our local area. But I think a lot of what we're talking about probably will be applicable to other areas in the UK as well. There'll be some kind of mm. local differences, but I think a lot of... Um, a lot of practice will be will be similar and it will be relevant relevant too. So yeah, I think that's what we're going to do. And we're going to sort of try and kind of chunk it up into little bite-sized chunks. So... Yeah. You don't necessarily have to listen to it in order, but you could certainly kind of have little 10-minute snippets of something that you're interested in, maybe. Yeah, and I think it'd be quite useful, because this is aimed for parents and families and young people, rather than for professionals. And I think, you know, if there's particular topics that in the future people want to have answered or questions they want answered, that's something that can be people can raise. And yeah reply and, and oh say. my gosh that would be really exciting if somebody actually listened to our <laughs> podcast and then asked us a question that we could answer on our podcast or explain why we can't answer yeah or that we also. could certainly yeah we're very good at explaining why we don't know something which <laughs> is usually because the universe doesn't know the answer because yeah. nobody knows the answer to so many things in so our work that's but, very true um, and I think I suppose we should also say that we are paediatricians, so we see children from the ages of 0 to 18. Yes. Um, some paediatricians, and it depends on your locality, might only see up to 16 and transition might happen yeah. then to adult services, so that depends on where you are in the country. Yeah. Um, and uh, additionally, some of the services we do locally, especially thinking of things like ADHD, actually isn't always provided by community paediatricians, sometimes can. So that's yeah. child and adolescent mental health services yeah. provide. So that can be the difference in certain localities. But I think that's yeah. just So there might be a few kind of local changes, but I think we're planning to kind of talk about themes, aren't we, that yeah. sort of run through our work yeah. and questions around them. So hopefully, even if things in your local area are a bit different, it will be the same yeah. sorts of um, sorts of things. And, you know, like you said, we're sort of looking at information for families because obviously services don't always have enough capacity to provide everything that you as a parent might like or to provide everything that the service would like to be able to provide. It's quite a difficult time to um, be doing our job and to be doing uh, sort of allied jobs at the moment, isn't it? It is really, staffing-wise. Staffing-wise and lots of challenges and resources, yeah, which we won't 
go on about um but I think it's sort of trying to think of it, trying to get information out there to sort of help you help your child and help you understand how things work so mm. that you can kind of understand the system that you're that you've been kind of pushed into because of because of your concerns and because of the things that you're seeing in your child I suppose we should talk a bit more about who we are and why we think we can talk about it <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> who are you Carrie <laughs> yeah. so I'm a consultant community pediatrician, um, which and a community pediatrician is a, a somebody who trains as a pediatrician and then specialises in development and neurodiversity. And I'm particularly interested in genetics as well. And we work more in the community as opposed to in the hospitals. So looking after children who are perhaps in specialist schools or specialist nurseries or those children with more kind of neurodiverse conditions rather than children who are acutely unwell in hospitals Mm. Um, and I've been doing that bit of paediatrics for the last 11 years which is a really long time it's making me feel really quite old I think you've been doing it for longer though haven't you thanks thanks that everyone needs to know that so yeah I've been doing for about so yeah I'm also a consultant community pediatrician um I would say my particular areas of interest are medical education so kind of teaching medical students and registrars and trainees pediatric trainees but also I'm particularly interested in autistic spectrum disorder and um I'm really interested in uh helping support diagnoses of that and um making sure that the diagnoses we make are accurate. Um, I have been doing it for quite a long time too, so we're going on 13 years. So, I <laughs> mean, specific, yes. the number. <laughs> oh um, but I've been doing paediatrics for nearly two decades, so that yeah. in itself is terrifying. Um, so we, how long have we been friends for? About t- two decades. Yeah. Since we started our paediatric training. So that was, I think we met in 2004. We did. So that's like 18 years isn't it yeah so that's a long yes a long 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 time. long time um that we have been uh doing this <laughs> so yeah so certainly we have got between us quite a lot of experience yeah. of uh of doing this work and it is still our day-to-day job that's and still, we still really love it yeah we do we absolutely love it it is a real privilege to work with families to hear their stories to support them and support them over the years like I've had kids who've been with me since I started as a consultant who I'm seeing through to them being 18 and it's absolutely for me and the families I see a little bit devastating when they leave yeah (laughs) I'm getting to know little ones now that are like so will you be my pediatrician yeah I'm like yes and then I work it out I'm like yes when they're 18 I might have might retire which is quite scary. Yeah. If I'm lucky, I might be thinking about retiring. But uh, yeah, so we've been we've we've, we've got a quite a lot of quite a lot of experience. Between but we're also still learning. So like there are you know new yeah. topics that are coming up, things that are becoming much more well known in the in 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 society. Um, definitely, as we've seen over the last kind of I'd say five years, the understanding and awareness of autism. Yeah, definitely. has definitely come out. Um, ADHD, especially in girls, yeah. becoming a much bigger issue that people are aware of. Yeah. Um, 
and all the little nuances around what makes up a diagnosis, what doesn't make a diagnosis. Yeah, and just people's awareness of, of mm. ADHD, autism, neurodiversity has become so much more yeah. that I think people are seeking a diagnosis more and seeking a diagnosis as adults. You know, yeah. you see a lot of, ch- obviously we see children, but then their parents are saying, oh, I've always felt like I'm a bit different. I'm thinking about my own difficulties yeah. now. And so the landscape has just changed massively, hasn't Huge. it? Of, Huge. You know, what what you're looking at as a diagnosis and what criteria that is is mm. still the the same yeah. or similar but kind of who who that group is who's looking at that has changed and sort of the awareness has certainly changed hasn't it so interesting times to be doing our job definitely so before we kind of end up ranting on uh, which we are <laughs> loath to do yeah. um i wonder if we kind of bring this little bit to a close before yes. we start, move on to other topics um i would say our aspiration for the podcast is to be accessible to do things in small chunks like you've said um and to make sure that we kind of try and cover different parts of the process from when you're thinking of uh, an assessment why you'd be thinking of an assessment what that assessment looks like um what we do um how we support other professionals yeah um, so and trying to what we look, need from you as parents and young yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, and sort of trying to look at those sort of different areas and talk around them mm-hmm. to basically try to give families the information that they get when they either see us in clinic or when they chat to us on the phone with, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? Trying to yeah. give them that conversation but in a podcast to make it more accessible and a lot of the things we say to people especially advice around I know sleep or something it's kind of universal yeah it is yeah it is and that that's sort of what inspired us really to do this I think the sort of final thing that I think is important that as well as being pediatricians we are also mums we have our own families and we live in the real world and although advice is amazing and some advice is really helpful and really good Uh, we also want to keep it real and want to be realistic for families that there's some ideas which sound amazing but actually might be really quite impossible to implement Um, and so we want to try to keep it you know based in what's actually possible and what's actually available and what people can actually do yeah and what people can actually do um with everybody's got busy lives busy families maybe other children to consider and so there's lots of other things that they're juggling at the same time so we want to keep it keep it real for the families as well indeed So tune in for our next episode.